0: All right, thanks for tuning in today, guys. Today I had a guest on, Patrick, first guest appearance, the owner of the Tim Dillon Discord server and also a man of many talents as well. Um, We had a great time just talking to each other, shooting the shit. My voice quality is really bad on this one because I was recording directly into Discord. I'm going to figure out a way to do it better next time. Uh, Thanks. Enjoy. This just in, you are looking at a, obviously a very disturbing live shot there. That is the World Trade Center, and we have unconfirmed reports this morning that a plane has crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. Going into space, mathematics, quantum mechanics, the secrets of the universe, it's all there. Life is fiery with its beauty, its incredible detail. Tuning
1: into it, they want a shot of your...
0: Comes up and says something like, I am a god. Everybody says, Who does he think he is? I just told you who I
1: thought I was. A god! Do not come. Do not come. I'm gonna come. (laughs) I, um, yeah. All right. All right. So
0: yeah, this, this is it. This so is it off. We're live. We're recording. This is uh, the first discord recording uh, voice chat. I got here. This is Kai, and I'm with my buddy, my new buddy, Patrick from Arkansas. He's the owner and main operator of Tim Dillon show discord. Uh, so this is kind of how I started getting into talking about like wanting to just do podcasts and chatting with people all across the globe and um yeah Patrick man so I'm glad to have you tell me a little bit about how you got this channel started first of all a little bit background about you as well
1: Awesome man no thanks thanks for having me on uh love love the show uh love the energy that you bring uh we got Norton here too wow okay jumping in mid episode um let's go Yeah, uh, basically, this uh, podcast discord was created in uh, September of 2020. Uh, A friend of mine and I were in another server together. That was for a different podcast. And and we both noticed that Tim Dillon didn't have an official podcast and thought that there was a lot of fans of his show and they would like a place to talk and, you know, share. Ah, uh, Patreon episodes, which is kind of what we became known for, which was <laughs> just stealing content from other comedians that we liked, uh, and that's been our main driving growth factor. Uh, we've grown to over twenty-seven hundred members just uh, from growing uh, through being like, "Hey, you like you like this show? Like, come get the RSS feed, or come get." uh like the unlisted youtube videos for free from these uh content creators so there's a lot of people in the server that don't even listen to tim dylan but they they just like you know comedy in, in all different forms and you know we've got a, a lively general chat as well uh with a lot of different members that come in and they come out and uh, they you know leave their mark <laughs> on the server and uh sometimes their names get uh re-mentioned over and over again uh even though they've been banned so it's a lot of fun a lot of fun here
0: yeah wow rest in peace stacy am i right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of people man uh there was uh there was a guy that was his name was chaz secretary of defense do you remember when Ch- the chaz was blowing up back in like 2020
0: yeah of course
1: yeah, there was a guy in the server that that was like his name was like he was like the secretary of defense and he was like joining the military. He was like talking up like how scared he was about going to boot camp and stuff like that. And then uh, just never came back. Yeah, just another one bites the dust.
0: And was he actually joining like the U.S. military or like the, yeah. the channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit? yeah, yeah. So you guys started this channel. Uh, what do you call it? Like peak COVID September. Oh, yeah 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 this was definitely
1: a COVID project this this was just um something where me and um, my friend were in another server we, we were just messing around on discord we were in a server for the joe button podcast which is like a hip-hop rap
0: okay community. okay
1: and and he was currently an admin over at the legion of skanks server so he was aware of like the comedy like discord scene and knew, knew that there wasn't space for uh one like there there wasn't a Tim Dillon one and and that's kind of where it was just hey fun little project right peak covid let's let's just do something for fun and yeah now it's like one of the biggest comedy servers which is crazy
0: it is and i love it man it's funny cuz whenever covid hit everything went virtual and i didn't really buy mm-hmm. into it for the first while I, I was doing some of my aa and na meetings online on zoom but uh this is a whole another Thing, man I mean talking to people literally that live in like fucking what Mike's in Spain you're in Arkansas you know yeah. uh, we got a guy in Toronto and uh, yeah the other wild. guy I built
1: the server with is in LA uh, we got some okay. people in Denmark uh, on the mod team as well um, yeah other people just in various states across the country too you just have a really diverse thought group here you know you can get like questions answered about pretty much any culture firsthand. It was a time where I was drunk in the server, and I like added everyone, and I said like, "Is there anyone here that's Chinese?" And we actually had a few Chinese people in the server. <laughs> yeah,
0: damn. Yeah, out of twenty seven hundred members, I mean, shit.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I honestly didn't expect any Chinese people to be talking here, but they were, and um, we we I think we made fun of them, or something? I don't remember, you know, something. Something stupid. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. So twenty seven hundred members. How many does like the Joe Button and the Legion of Skank server have? Do we know?
1: Yeah, so the Joe Button server I used to be a part of, uh I grew to to forty five hundred members. So that was a massive project, which um uh was a lot of fun, but uh it took a lot to get there. And you know, the Legion of Skank server is sitting at around like under two thousand, I believe, and Kill Tony I think is like twenty, two hundred members, so like some of the we're, we are one of the largest comedy servers for sure
0: i love it i love that man how did you hear about discord
1: great question um i heard about it as a company that was in like in the tech space and it was like kind of operating a slack competitor that was focused on gaming uh so okay. I, I joined discord in like 2016. um didn't really do much with it uh i I was a part of facebook at the time i was really big on facebook so i was one of the creators of the largest like indie game developer groups on facebook so like a group groups focused on like individuals or small teams that create video games basically for either hobby or for profit Uh, that group had like over a hundred thousand members in it and we had a discord channel that i think at like two thousand now so i joined to like kind of help out with that Um, but really didn't do much on the platform until COVID and uh, started really like getting involved in like the podcast scene, just like listening to podcasts and then um, going on Reddit for that. And then from there, I was able to find Discord links for uh, the Joe Budden podcast and then really got sucked into like the Discord ecosystem from there and started joining servers for different uh, interests and hobbies. But what about you? How did did you get involved in Discord?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, so like, I heard about Discord, I think through, what, what was that sound? Are we good? Hello? Oh, I think
1: someone joined, Oh, uh, but they're muted, oh. so, so you're good. Okay, yeah so you can hear me. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I am. So uh,
0: yeah. with, uh, with Discord, I heard about it originally, I think when I was into NFTs and like Bitcoin, Ethereum and shit, you know, um, yep. I heard about it from that. And I think I joined one or two servers and I wasn't really having that much fun with it. And at the same time, I was really into the Tim Dillon show. Just I don't even know. Probably heard about him from Joe Rogan. But uh, I was so into the Tim Dillon show. And then I think I just Googled like Tim Dillon Discord. Or it came on my Twitter feed or some shit. It just kind of popped up somewhere. And it's been fun, man. I don't really interact with many other servers at all. I'm very lightly in the uh, one for dry alcoholics. (laughs) and then one for the kill Tony, but I'm, I barely go in kill Tony at all. Uh, I really just talk to you guys the most. I'm honestly, I came in as a huge fan of the Tim Dillon show specifically. I know a lot of people you said are just kind of, some of them are just comedy fans in general. Some of them watch the Tim Dillon show. Some of them don't. Um, oh. and it's just, it's just grown for me, man. Cause I, I live and work alone from home. And so, Kind of gives me a little outlet on the computer, uh, at least when I'm not out in the real world. And uh, a lot of yeah. interesting cats that I've met, man. I mean, because comedians are, you know, most of them are fucking sick and twisted and crazy, you know, demented people. And you For know, sure. like people in that in that world, I can just identify with them. Um, I mean, even talking as back, far as Robin Williams, all the way to like people who aren't even necessarily comedians, but creative people too um anthony bourdain uh, mm-hmm. mac miller like people yep. that are just you know and they they have that they kind of know that that dark side of the struggle and so tim dylan obviously being a recovering alcoholic drug addict same with his producer ben and so yeah. i just can relate to a lot of what they say and it's fucking comedy and it's great and a lot of the people on the server what i like about it is we have the same comedy uh taste so we we kind of have the same sense of humor Right. Yeah. Uh, versus somebody who, uh, and actually, they were talking about this on Rogan and uh, Tim's uh, episode with Joe Rogan yesterday. I was listening to it. They were literally saying how if you listen to SNL, you're in a different world, comedically. You're you're in that world. You're in, you know that world with the wokeness and the suits. And um, you if you if you watch SNL every Saturday night, you probably don't know who the fuck Tim Dillon or Shane Gillis are, right? And so. This is my type of comedy. I love it. Uh, I'll send it to people sometimes and they don't really understand why I think it's hilarious. And that's not for them to understand, man. Uh, You know, when you love something so much, like I do with working out or comedy or podcasts, I I want other people to experience it and love it with me, but it's just not the way it works. My best friend, I'm going to be a groomsman at his wedding next month. He loves NASCAR. Like, that's his fucking thing. And he's always trying to get me to... You know watch this race or read this article or uh about the history of nascar and i mean it's interesting as fuck because i just learned yesterday listening to rogan and dylan again they talked about nascar and it's fucking it started with north carolina mountain boys running moonshine from cops and so that's a really interesting way it started that's kind of off topic but i do live in the north carolina mountains um, for sure you know so just going off on a little rant there but yeah anyways no, man, it,
1: like yeah this I is interesting
0: yeah Yeah, no it is it's all interesting shit and uh i wanted to kind of uh yeah it's awesome that we're not even doing like a fucking script dude we're just kind of here talking talking about whatever yeah that's shooting shit yeah so that's the thing i was actually in the shower today and i was thinking about you know in the shower today probably first time in a week but i was thinking about the uh the things that i used to make myself I used to have to do these certain things when I was younger, when I was in my active addiction. I used to, um, from anywhere, I used to have to go to New York to visit, or I used to have to join the military, or I used to have to um, get laid by this one specific girl, or I would have to fucking uh, use drugs. I used to have to get yeah. high, and or I used to have to be a rapper, and all yeah. these things that I used to force...
1: And then, when it didn't work out, you know, you would eventually look to the substances for like the comfort, right?
0: Well, every time, every time. And the podcasting is the opposite. I don't have to podcast, I'd like to do this. Absolutely. It's fun,
1: just a good time. Yeah, Yeah, man. Dude, speaking of those like comedy circles, so funny. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with server rating on Discord? Like rating? Mm hmm. It's technically against like the terms of service, but basically the idea is that you um, you get like a bunch of people from one server to join another server and just kind of, I hate to use the word harass, but you know, you just start making fun of the other people. Um, and okay. we almost did that with the SNL server <laughs> on accident. Um, oh, fuck! Because uh, about maybe like six months ago, I'm, I don't know if you're aware that uh, Michael Che uh, SNL, uh, weekend update comedian ha- was yeah. having a little bit of beef with Tim Dillon.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm familiar.
1: Yeah. So it was like a whole thing on Instagram podcast scene was torn up about it. People were taking sides crazy. Uh, I decided, I realized that Michael Che didn't have a discord server, uh, <laughs> but SNL had like a discord server that like kind of encapsulated all of the members but I was like, let me just make a, a Michael Che fan club. And I just found the photo of him looking like the drunkest and fattest possible. That's great, <laughs> and, dude. <laughs> and, like made made like different like SNL channels and then got a bunch of people from here to join. And then um
0: <laughs> just a like a troll channel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then we posted it in the official like uh SNL Reddit and was like join the Michael Che Discord fan club and like some of the fans did and like we were talking with them and they like didn't realize it was a joke and we were just making fun of them. And then like someone asked like, what was your, who's your favorite SNL member? Uh, all time and alum. And I said, well, um, uh, all time or current. And I said, all time, it's Norm MacDonald and current, uh, probably Shane Gillis. <laughs> 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 and they were like, Oh man. Like, wasn't that the guy that got fired for being racist? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the funniest. And he's the best they didn't like one. that. Yeah. yeah, They did not yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. No, they can't have Shane Gillis. He's too... He's a, he's a real comedian. These other people, Michael Che, whoever they have, these talentless people, I mean, some of them have talent, whatever, but dude, they can't handle Shane. No. He's, he's a real no. comic.
1: <laughs> no, and I wonder, like, if uh if the if the Michael Che Discord server is still up. Um I just went to Live from New York, which is the name of the SNL subreddit, which is fucking disgusting. I guess SNL wasn't available. Um yeah, and I don't think it exists anymore. But that um man, I wonder if it's still kicking. Because I, I like transferred the ownership to like one of the legit members and I ended up leaving. So maybe it like formed a life of its own crazy uh,
0: it's but you did um
1: you did like remote like um aa meetings like over zoom
0: So yeah i did it was wild man um whenever the pandemic started i used to go to well before the pandemic started i went to na and i went to the men's meeting every monday night because i don't really feel like getting clean and talking about my feelings in front of a bunch of because that's you know yeah. another demon uh but We started a zoom meeting and i was the chairperson for a bit and you know it'd be it'd be like that i'd be at my house chairing meetings and then there was uh some interesting shit man because you could literally join a meeting anywhere in the world like you could go to a meeting in fucking jamaica like if you wanted to you know and just hop on zoom so definitely interesting there was a also 24-hour na meeting that started (laughs) around the world internationally you could jump on whenever and they were having a meeting and that was pretty dope um and it definitely saved a lot of lives but if you were just getting sober and the pandemic started and you didn't get to go to real meetings in person you had to do the virtual shit i can't imagine how hard that must have been bro because human interaction is the, right like a, a, the opposite of addiction is connection it's said on all, every fucking ted talk but it's true and to not be able to like fucking hug somebody or you know yeah. coffee for somebody or, or or give somebody a round of applause when they pick up a 30-day chip it's like it's different um so yeah I don't always like to use the words better or worse comparing things because totally. comparison is like the thief of happiness or whatever they say. But I, I think that it was a little bit worse in that sense. Uh, but again, it did save some lives for sure. It was somewhere for people to go to. You know, God bless that 24 hour meeting. And uh, yeah, man. man.
1: Crazy. Yeah. Cause I only know about like AA, like in that stuff, like through my father. So I'm, I've always like kind mm. of associated it as like a, uh, and like an older group of people because I've gotten to meetings with him and like the average age is like mid-60s so funny at your meetings that. are you like the younger like wh- what's it like for you
0: yeah man so I grew up going to meetings like so what your dad is uh is he an AA or was growing up in AA he is
1: yeah 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 so he, he was basically recovering alcoholic like really addicted to cocaine and shit um but this was all before I was born so okay. he got he got clean he started getting chips um Probably about three years before I was born. So he's been for sober him. for you know 29 years at this point.
0: Dude, fuck yeah, yeah. love to hear it, man. No, so uh, yeah, there's first of all there's a bunch of different 12-step groups that I've attended. I've been to um, SAA, Sex Addicts Anonymous. I've been to Al-Anon. I've been to Codependents Anonymous. I've been to AA. I've been to NA. I've been to CAA, Coke Addicts Anonymous. Um, I have the book I'm looking at right now, "Adult Children of Alcoholics." I have all those? You know, I've been to all those meetings. Um, I've even been to like the Refuge Recovery, which is basically a Buddhist way for um, addiction. And uh, yeah, where where I'm from in Charlotte, originally North Carolina, there's um, a huge community of AA. And so the AA is kind of the way to go if you're in Charlotte, but here in the town I live in now, it's kind of NA. NA is more of the scene. So grew up going to AA and there was, you know, most of your meetings have older white racist men. <laughs> and then the meetings that kind of trickled off, some people started, um, are young people. And there's actually in the AA uh, community, Alcoholics Anonymous, there's a word called YPA uh, and it's young people in AA. And they have huge meetings, huge conferences. The meeting in Charlotte was called QCPA, Queen City Young People in AA. And you'd have like 16 year olds in there, 20 year olds in there, um, you know, all different walks of life. Some of them were, you know, maybe real heroin addicts. Some of them, maybe they got caught smoking weed in their college dorm and their parents sent them to AA. So it was a lot of different walks of life, but they have a conference yeah. every year for AA or for, for, for YPA for young people in AA. And we went to, they called it the Fikipa, the, uh, or the Ikipa Yeah. Pa international convention, uh, for young people in AA me and like eight of my alcoholic friends in Charlotte drove to New York for this, uh, convention talking like a thousand, 2000 people in a hotel, all well, probably some of them were using or drinking, but most of us were sober. There was meetings, there was like speakers, there was all different shit, people talking, giving their testimonies. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. We we did that, and then uh, you know I chaired a lot of meetings in Charlotte, and then being here in Asheville, just it's uh, a lot of NA. So a lot of young people in the NA they do volleyball on Sundays um that was my crew for a while but then the pandemic man uh everything went virtual now it's back to in person um but i haven't really found my way back into the rooms just yet uh doing well you should man
1: it sounds like that's like an awesome community like like a great like positive like friend group to be around it is
0: it is man it 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 truly is Uh, i i have some of my own uh demons that i'm working on i have a lot of uh judgment to a lot of people and you know you have a, a sponsor figure in AA or NA and they take you through the, the 12 steps and you know I had a sponsor in Charlotte who kind of more or less our, our, our friendship uh, fell off and then I had a sponsor here in NA and uh, we kind of parted ways as well. So I've always had trust issues with male sponsor figures probably stemming from my trust issues with my dad. so, something I need to work on. My therapist is a woman, if that says anything, you know. Okay. But uh, it would be good to make my way back into the rooms, man. I don't don't see why not.
1: Yeah, man. Um, uh, Alcoholism and drug use is, you know, a hell of a fucking battle. And uh, something I've seen my dad, you know, he's on the other end of it, right? But he always says, like, you know, every day you've got to work on yourself and continue to be the best sober version of yourself, even even if you aren't drinking anymore there's always improvement that needs to be made and there's always that desire you know so that was something that was always very profound to me about um, aa and na and all those uh, all those groups well, is there is there a religious element with with na or is it uh is is that like aa's thing and the other so groups No, have yeah approaches? i mean
0: it's um basically the steps are all written the same they just replace the word uh drugs with alcohol and a lot of people, this is this is the misconception. Though, I'm. I'm it's a really good question that you asked. Uh, there's a huge misconception about God and the 12 steps, because uh, when I first, my first meeting ever, I remember I was in detox in Charlotte. I was in a state-run detox. Fucking, it was like jail. It sucked. And they uh, they had these people. They brought in a meeting to. To the detox, you know, the people that do hospitals and institutions. I used to do that myself, and they came in, and the steps were on the wall, and you know, it says um, God and power greater than ourselves, and I was like, Yeah, I'm not doing this. This is this is some religious cult, and it's 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 funny because yes, the 12 steps originally in the 30s, AA was started by a guys, a group of guys called the Oxford Group and they were a Christian organization. Their God was Jesus. And that's how AA started, yes. Uh, however, today it's, quote unquote, a God of your understanding, a higher power as you understand him. Uh, yeah. Like that. So, you know, I mean, I went to church today. I'm I'm kind of seeking Christ. And it's funny because it kind of goes full circle, man. Um, there's a very common saying in AA, uh, it's well it says religion is for people who don't want to go to hell spirituality is for people who have been there already so it's (sighs) like yeah and so i really associated with that you know the last five years but now i'm kind of coming back around the circle and i think i'm getting into religion again because spirituality has only gotten me so far and you know, I mean, I'm still, I'm still into like the Buddhism and the Hinduism and the Dharma and the Taoism and all these other types of religions. But it's a very interesting uh, thing, man. Yeah,
1: totally. No, it's the same thing. I like my, my father says the same thing um, about about the the God side of it as well. Um, it's not like a Christian God, like per se. It's just you need like a higher power to latch on to and you need to like have like a greater reason almost for, for this, you know, and like, like, Oh, like this person is like pulling through this with me is the way that he described it. And I've always found that like super in, like interesting. And most people do usually pick like a Christian God in a lot of ways, cause it is in our society, the easiest to conceptualize, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, no, that's super interesting, man. Um, congratulations. How, how many, how many months or how many years do you have?
0: Oh, so thank you, man, for saying that. Um, No, I do have about one beer every month or so these days. I've found that I'm able to able to do that. Alcohol was never really my problem. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I do know people. A lot of, and that's another thing too, man. A lot of my friends that I had in NA, um, they kind of assume that I'm not doing well because I'm not going to meetings. And if I if I tell somebody that you know I, I had a beer by the pool. like oh man well we'll be waiting for you in AA. you know it kind of pisses me off that kind of thing because it's really not a one-size-fits-all program but the people who are in the program who i was i was a very big AA big book thumper i was a cult guy i loved it and if i saw a friend of mine who was having a beer on the weekends back then when i was brainwashed i would have said yeah he'll 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 end up using again he'll come back into the rooms but it's really not like that man um I mean, I yeah. haven't used in close to two years, which is awesome for me. It, uh, yeah, I think it
1: is for some people, for sure. Like yeah. some people, yeah. But like it, that shouldn't be the norm. Like you shouldn't assume that of someone. It should kind of just be like a. It's one of those things. It's like it is. A, it is a demon for some people. Like you've like we've already said. Um, but for you, it clearly isn't. You know. So.
0: Well, I need to be careful because you know there 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 could be times where if I have more than one, my. Um, judgment could get a little bit altered you know and so I, I definitely am very careful when I do do it and I don't drink alone ever that's one of the things that's one of the the, the, the the things that I have as far as my my boundaries is I don't drink alone because I have done that before and it just never end. it never makes me end feeling well so you know I only have a beer if I'm like playing pool with some friends or I'm laying by the the actual pool. With some friends, right? Um, but I know other guys in AA. God love them. Like they, you know, they can't even have a beer because, yep, you know, they'll just have 20 after that. They'll turn into fucking Shane Gillis on Joe Rogan, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a saying. Uh, your dad probably knows this, and it's a really good saying. It's you can take away the alcohol, but you still have the ism. Alcoholism, right? <laughs> So if you take away the alcohol, you still have this ism. If you're an yeah alcoholic, dry alcoholics, alcoholics. right? You're exactly, yeah. bro. Drinking, you know, near beer, queers. But that's that's a true thing, man. So I do believe, even though I'm not going to twelve step meetings today, I still have to work a program. It has to be whatever you want to call it, God focused, or just bettering myself. So I do my therapy, go to church, journal, meditation. Um, these are all things that AA did teach me in the yeah. first few years, so I am forever grateful for that because I wouldn't be doing meditation if I would never went to a meeting. You know, I used to think that was for a fucking hippie or a Buddhist on a mountain. Now I can sit and meditate, you know, in my room. So AA definitely saved my life, bro. It gave me my life back. Um, and today I'm enjoying I'm enjoying having my life back. Yeah, it's, it's what yeah. it is.
1: You've got a very successful podcast. You know, things things are looking up for you
0: if i find my way back into the rooms, great. i'm not opposed. you know? Yeah. Totally. Thanks. Yeah, man.
1: It's man, North Carolina. That's that is a um an interesting part of the country. Um what's like the demographics like out there um in in the area that you're in? I know particularly around where my grandfather lives, it's in like the Asheville area. Just Wait, a lot you're... of fucking white people.
0: Grandfathers <laughs> in the Asheville area? Yeah, yeah. I live in I live in downtown Asheville.
1: Oh no way! Wow. Okay, nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You can come out here. Yeah, that is a that is a cool area. I, I really like the what you guys have going on there. Surprisingly, some pretty good food in the area too. Like usually when you think like North Carolina, you do expect like a certain type of Southern comfort cuisine, you know. But you've got some uh, some decent Vietnamese food, decent Thai food. Um, You know, uh, I don't know. I I like Asheville. How do you feel about the area?
0: It's funny that you have, you know, about Asheville, dude. Yeah, so I like it here. I've been here four years. And the one one thing I'll say is my last relapse was right around the uh, election. I was very obsessed because that's just the way my mind works with, like, Trump and, like, fucking Proud Boys. And, like, I got in a really dark place with all that. And the thing about Asheville is it's a very blue city, you know, yep. in, a, in a red state. Oh yeah. So I, I used to not be able to look past that. And I moved outside of the city limits around the election because I was just so, um, pissed off at liberals. <laughs> and, you know, now today I can appreciate the culture and I can appreciate the, uh, uh, eclectic food that the, you know, the creative people make. And, um, so, yeah, man, just, just like with, with anything, man, I think I just had to fucking grow up. And um, I love it here. I, I really do. I was driving to church this morning, dude, and just having the mountain backdrop on the highway is just awesome as fuck. Uh, the climate's cool here. And, uh, you know, I did find my, my group of, we uh, will just say uh, right wing, but, like, I have a group of guys who kind of think like me and jujitsu. So I do have that circle. Um, so, not everybody I come across is in Antifa, so it's good. You know?
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, do, I do get that vibe there for sure. Mm-hmm. It is a little like swing way to the left, like to compensate for just the overall state. And honestly, like a lot of like, there's like a lot of like cherry-rigging and stuff like that that goes on in like North Carolina too. So, I, I, I honestly have no idea how right-wing it actually is anymore, you know, despite what the polls say.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: but I mean, yeah. It's a cool ass state for sure. Um, got the Oz, like the Ozark Mountains. You've got the Appalachians. You've got like a great like cross section of different uh, mountain regions.
0: So I but like North Carolina because it has the mountains where i'm at and then in the middle of the state you got charlotte and you got raleigh you know you got big cities you got football teams shit like that and then you got the beach on the other on the far side so you literally have yeah. all three things and it's not crazy expensive like new york or la
1: no no you can get to like a beach town like pretty easy like a lot of north carolina cities end up on like top 10 cheapest beach towns in the country you know yeah exactly it's a little cold for like the water like i think it's right on the crisp but you can still find some like some great days during the summer, but it's not like an all season beach town, I think, really.
0: No, nah, not Still really. Some,
1: yeah. Yeah, it gets cold. Sucks. Yeah. It's like, it's like New, New Jersey in a lot of ways. It's where I'm from. So I was like born and raised in Jersey. So, like, Jersey, um, beaches there, you know, summer, always a hit. People love them, right? But, you know, come like September, like, whole town basically shuts down.
0: Um, so, uh, what, nobody's like at their Shore? houses.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, th- there's a bunch of different spots. You got, like, Sea Isle. You got Wildwood. There's, there's a few different big beaches. Um, shit. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, like, boardwalks. Um, and then, yeah, just all shuts down, um, which I feel like you're, you could probably shut down a bit later. And I think South Carolina, like, is pretty much year-round beaches. So, you're right on the cusp of it.
0: It's funny because I'm um, actually closer yeah. to Charleston than I am Wilmington
1: yeah ashfield's right on the right border, border, on. border there yeah, oh, yeah
0: yeah it's on the board exactly exactly so what did you do I, i'm actually from new york originally man i was born in new york and then i moved to charlotte when i was eight when did you move okay. from jersey to arkansas
1: um i let me give you the whole rundown then give me the rundown I, I, yeah all right so i was born and raised in, in jersey i lived there till i was around 10 years old and then my parents um well my dad specifically got a job in colorado So I ended up moving to a small town in Southwest Colorado called Durango, Um, really small, uh, just, but like deep in the mountains. So I got really into like skiing, mountain biking, uh, did some fencing. Uh, Yeah. So like middle school, high school, I basically lived in Colorado for like eight years and then for college, I decided to go back to uh, the Northeast and I went to school upstate New York. And then from there uh, just with jobs, I, I lived, um, in like dc san francisco san diego boston new orleans mexico and uh, arkansas yeah so i've lived in a bunch of different spots just kind of traveling for work and such so what's
0: your favorite spot Um, you've lived in so far
1: honestly man it's arkansas that's why i'm back here i i moved here without like a real job it's just like i I had a job that i was working that was fully remote and i could live anywhere and and i decided to come back here because it's it's quiet, you know. Um, I live in like a, a similar like ecosystem where it's like a blue city inside of a red state. So okay. you kind of get the best of both worlds there. And even right. still, it's like not incredibly liberal here. It's like just enough, you know, <laughs> enough where you get some like good food, uh, not enough where you get like the Antifa protests. So. Yeah. A it's, little, uh, yeah it's, it's pretty cool. So I, I got like a pretty nice house here with some of my friends and we just kind of, they were just hanging out
0: dude that is dope where did you go to college yeah. in new york
1: uh i went to a school called rochester institute of technology um nice. which i ended up dropping out of after two years because fuck college Yeah, dude. <laughs> just dog shit man like that yeah i mean in college it was a lot of fun right like i was like just drinking with friends for the most part wasn't really going to classes um and if i was like it was just like barely enough to like get passing grades and things but Still got, like, a one-point GPA. was on, like, academic probation my second to last semester. Just fucking terrible student. Mm. I cheated my way through high school, basically. So, like, when I got to college, it was just like, yeah, I'm going to drop out, so I need to figure shit the fuck out. was basically my thought. So what do you do? Like, I, I kind of convinced myself, like, oh, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe I can, like, actually learn how to, like, take notes and stuff. But it was just like, no, I'm not doing that, so...
0: So you did, what What do you, okay, that's, because I went to college when I was 17, is when I graduated high school, I was a young bloomer, and uh, okay. I dropped out too, man, I just, I was fucking 17 years old, and I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, to go to community college out of town, like, dumbest thing I yeah. would ever did, but, you know, I learned a lot, anyways, uh, what do you do for work that lets you tr- uh, work remote, like, wherever you want to live?
1: great question so basically um when I was 19 years old uh it was my second year in college so I did my my first year 18 and I just wrapped up my second year and I was doing an entrepreneurial program at my school so my school was basically paying me to build a business uh, and were like giving me like mentorship and things like that and while I was doing that I ended up discovering another business opportunity which I actually did for around two years after that where I was doing uh, freelance consulting for mobile apps. So I'm a, I'm a software engineer professionally, and that's uh, I've been coding since I was the age of nine. Uh, got my first development job at 15. Even when I was at school, I did development jobs. So I I got used to like you know coding professionally, and I was able to have individual clients pay me to build um, like phone apps, like mobile mobile apps for them. They they maybe they wanted a to do list app, maybe they wanted a weather app, maybe they wanted a group communication app, like a group text messaging app. So I work on like things like that for them. And, um, eventually I took a job at a company in Arkansas randomly enough. Um, uh, basically after doing that for two years, having clients stop paying me, running out of money, you know, I was also, you know, just spending an insane amount of money on weed every month. I, I think I was spending like, like three grand a month on edibles. So, Jesus like, I was Christ, just, dude living like a crazy fucking life. And um, yeah, I took, a, I took like a, a real full-time job, uh, barely paid me anything, but like I just needed something to you know, like pay the bills basically. So I worked for like building a mobile app for them on like managing like truck shipments across like the country. Yeah. Um, they're like a logistics company and then like was working in trucking for, for around a year and then uh, worked in like Department of Defense with the where I was building like security systems for uh, like private sector, um, thing, like private sector department, uh, of defense buildings, um, like the Smithsonian museums used it. A lot of like schools across the country used the HIV, Damn. uh, detection system. So it was like a big project I was working on there. I did that for around six months and then worked at for another year. And, uh, yeah, I guess this is like, I'm just doxing myself up this uh, <laughs> maybe beep some of those company names if it isn't too much editing <laughs> if you want me to, but can. uh yeah you could just beep some of the names maybe um but okay. other than that yeah that's that's pretty much uh that's pretty much what i did yeah i just worked at a bunch of companies like and just kind of hopped around moved to different cities whenever they asked me to and uh yeah now I'm now i'm building my own crypto company
0: oh shit man so you're you're actually yeah. one of the guys that like doesn't need college like you dropped out but it's it's working out better than it would have probably yeah yeah
1: or it would have just been the same you know like i was always going to do this you know just would have had i was always gonna (laughs) yeah which i still do believe it or not yeah even two years man it's like crazy how much a semester of college is like even like especially for a private school
0: oh yeah private school oh man yeah i'll definitely um Leap those companies out, but that's interesting. So your, your app is, uh, I downloaded it actually. Uh, how do you say it? Foucher?
1: Yep, that's the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I have that. What is that really? Uh, I haven't really explored it yet. So tell me about that a little bit.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So Foucher is a, um, an app for um, basically like capturing uh, verifiable content quickly. So if there's something that you want to capture in a way that says that it truly happened in the world and you want to add the verification of like, it was taken in this location, it was captured directly from a phone camera. It wasn't uploaded to a system. It wasn't edited and add those tags so that they can be like visible to people that want to view your photo. Uh, A is the fastest and easiest way to do that. And it's stored on the blockchain, so it can't be deleted. Um, we're really focused on people that uh, specifically like journalists or people that are experiencing breaking news around them to be able to report and like say like, hey, th- these things are truly happening around me and uh, add good faith to their arguments because there are people that are sharing clips of you know things happening during like the war in Ukraine, for example, mm. and um, other different protests that happen around the country and people find that that footage was from you know, a battle in Turkey like seven years ago or something crazy like that. So we're just giving tools to the people that are doing, you know, legitimate, you know, reporting to be able to say like, this is legitimate. It's, you know, the core of what we're doing as a business.
0: So that's fucking sick. So you basically use your resources from um, building apps and then your your business knowledge, obviously, and then taken some interest in like the journalism aspect and you just created this app yourself you're the you're the founder creator
1: yeah yeah I, I have another co-founder that's been doing a lot of like the blockchain side of things it also helps me out on the mobile side because we just have a lot of tech and then i have another co-founder that you know handles a lot of the relationships with like the journalists and the business side of it so uh between the three of us we have a lot of uh, work to do
0: and that's fucking sweet dude that's good man Damn. um what else? I shout out to Tiberius, uh, whatever. He's uh, he's he's listening in live, and uh, this is the first yeah. guest we've had on a on a podcast. Well, second, kind of my friend called me while I was recording from Iceland, so I had him on the air. But this is the first official guest. Uh, Patrick, anything else you want to say to uh, anybody listening?
1: no man no just um get ready for those at everyone's uh if you found this podcast through an at everyone in the tim Dillon server get ready for another one uh because i'm sending it Fuck we're yeah. gonna we're gonna get this thing to a thousand listeners for sure let's do it's it. only a matter of time
0: let's do it man i love it I'm, I'm glad to have you and uh it's just really cool to meet all these people with different hobbies interests backgrounds uh skills and um yeah man i love it thanks so much for coming on brother.
1: For sure, man. Peace.